Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub for the first time tonight. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Hall of Famer, Keith Walskowski, and you here tonight for Flyer Feedback after an 85-72 Dayton Flyers win over the Western Michigan Broncos. Dayton gets to 6-5 on the year. Keith, and they get up off the mat after that uh, tough loss Sunday against Tulsa that you were there for. Uh, in Connecticut this weekend. Yeah, uh, bounce back game, typical bounce back game, especially uh, this time of year. It's good to schedule a team. You can get in the win column. You know, I thought there were a lot of things that we did really well tonight, some things that we worked on and, and that we'll continue to improve on. And, uh, you know, now it's you know, it was a quick turnaround getting into this game, and we got another one Saturday to turn around and get ready for them. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention, Keith, that uh, – Obviously, today's December 19th. It is hard to believe that tonight it's been uh, it's five years since we lost our dear friend and our benevolent host here at Flanagan's, Pat Flanagan. Uh, he was a dear friend of mine, of yours, of many of you Flyer fans out there listening to my voice right now. Uh, he was a great guy. He was a fellow Irishman to boot. And uh, I woke up this morning and just couldn't believe that it had been – it just doesn't feel like it's been that quite right. that long, yeah. five years since we lost Pat. I remember – doing the show uh, with Brooks here that night because, fittingly, I think, Pat ended up passing on a game day. Got the call from our sales manager at the time, Alan Willis, about eh, 4, 4.30 in the mm-hmm. afternoon that Pat had passed. And he had given us that announcement to read on the air like two weeks prior that, you know, he had had the diagnosis and things were, uh, you know, kind of progressing and everything. And um, we took that whole night, that whole hour, just to turn it into an Irish wake for Pat. This place yeah. was, you know, what's his elbows in here. And uh, we just took the whole hour to share memories of Pat. So I wore my green tie today, the wearing of the green for Pat. And I uh, just wanted to mention that fact that I'm certainly aware of it. And if you're out there tonight, uh, raise a glass to Pat. And as we say in the old country, slancha. So have one for Pat. There you go. Have one for Pat tonight. Miss him. Love him. And uh, as, I, as I tweeted and put on my Facebook page today, Keith, I think of him fondly every Absolutely. time I walk into into Flannies because as I've had conversations with current owner Colin, uh, our new host here who's been so great to us in recent years for feedback, uh, Colin Pullman, that, you know, you can – Colin is very cognizant of something that you can notice when you walk in here, that he's fixed, uh, you know, kind of freshened up things up and made some changes, but aesthetically it still very much feels like Flannies. And I know that's something that Colin is cognizant of owning this place that – making changes and some upgrades where they might be needed while also keeping sort of the, the soul, you know, the same feel, the same exactly. Yeah. That's been a good thing. So like I said, I wanted to mention that before we got too far into the show tonight, because uh, Pat was good to us for many, many years and we certainly miss him. And uh, fittingly Dayton wins tonight uh, on Pat's anniversary, 85, 72. And uh, just a nice bounce back win, Keith. This is a stretch where now that UD is on Christmas break, the, the guys are able to just – it's just basketball now for, what, about a month now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was at UD, we, you know, back in the day, we always got shorted on Christmas break. Man, did we? <laughs> it was like two weeks. It's like high school. Come on. 
Now they got a full month. It's like a real college Christmas break. I'm, I'm missing out. I missed out. We were also done the first week of May. We went to Daytona. Is that a dirty word now? Can we say that? Daytona? Is that okay Daytona? to say? I think it's still okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, so they got a week. What's that like? You're a former player. What's that stretch like where you got like a month now to just buckle down? And it's all it's, – it's just – basketball for these guys who are on campus for break now yeah it's you know what it's a lot different um yeah. because one of the thing as a college basketball player your, your schedule your schedule is kind of set for you your day-to-day right you got class this time you got study hall this time weights and practice and post game and you're eating like everything's on on schedule well now you have a little bit of time a little bit of free time almost right and you may wake up and do something in the morning maybe you go shoot maybe you go get some treatment um, but you keep a normal practice schedule, and when you only have that that two three hours of formal time when you're practicing, maybe watching film, the rest of the day you're kind of like, well, what do we do? Like, what maybe, do normal people do right now? Maybe you could play Fortnite and lose interest in the Dayton Flyers. Oh wait, that was last year. That was last <laughs> year. Okay, that sorry, having flashbacks. Um, but yeah, I mean that's got to be nice. I would think. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. definitely catch up on some rest. Make sure you're getting your body right. Make sure you're getting plenty of treatment and everything like that. And, and you know, because you're trying to wrap things up, do well, uh, spend the holiday season winning some games, so you're able to go home, see your family, and, and enjoy that time that you're with them, rather than stewing about some sour loss to a team yeah. you shouldn't have lost to. Well, I got music in my ear. We got a break. Dayton winner, 85-72. But on the other, on the other side of this break. Santa, I knew it, is a UD fan. We're going to talk to Santa at the Bud Light Mike after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. It's 9.30. I'm Ben Morgan. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. Expect colder weather in the Miami Valley after a warmer start to the work week. An argument over Facebook leads to two former Foster brothers engaging in a fight that results in knife injuries. And political leaders react to the president's announcement that he will pull soldiers out of Syria. Rain moves in for Thursday, followed by gusty conditions and chillier temperatures. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO Triple Team Traffic, the Clark County Sheriff's Office announced earlier this evening they have shut down State Route 41 at Ballantyne Pike due to a head-on collision. No major injuries were reported, but there is no timetable as to when they will reopen that highway as investigators continue to study the crash site. Top story, President Trump's decision to withdraw all U.S. troops out of Syria has been criticized from both sides of the aisle. So my first reaction to it is this creates such chaos with our allies. The second, having been uh, with Senator Graham uh, in a refugee camp uh, in Jordan, right on the Syrian border years ago, and seeing what those refugees have been through, um, this idea that we would just pull out without warning, in addition to not heeding the advice of the military, it really concerns me. Maryland Democratic Senator Klobuchar weighed in on special report with Brett Baer on Fox News, Republican Senator Rand Paul praised the move and the president. The unusually warm temperatures we've seen in the Miami Valley may not be sticking around. Temperatures have been comfortable for this time of year. We were in the upper 40s to low 50s today, but they're expected to drop off for the weekend. We're looking at highs in the upper 30s near 40 degrees Saturday and Sunday. That's actually more seasonal for this time of year. Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags has her complete forecast coming up. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. A 19-year-old New Carlisle 
Gentile man is accused of cutting his former foster brother with a kitchen knife for blocking him on Facebook. Alan Rowe now sits in the Clark County Jail after he got into an argument with the former foster brother. And according to police reports, Rowe allegedly approached the other man with a knife, pointed it at him, and threatened to kill him. The man received minor injuries, including a cut on his right arm. Rowe is being held on a $15,000 cash bond. And now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here is Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist Bacall Wright-Ags. This evening, we do stay dry. It'll be somewhat chilly, but temperatures are still above average, falling back through the 40s. Tonight, we only dip to a low near 40 degrees. To give you some perspective, our typical high this time of year should be at 40 degrees, so we're certainly above average for an overnight low. By tomorrow morning, we may see a few sprinkles moving in, but showers will be on and off throughout the day on Thursday. Highs for the afternoon push to the upper 40s. I'm Chief Meteorologist Call right eggs in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar still clear this hour. Currently 39 degrees in Xenia, 38 degrees in Troy, and 41 degrees here in Dayton at 933. I'm Ben Morgan, WHIO Continuing News. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. Hear ye! Hear ye, I bringeth thee a message from... Ahem, a message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailgate. Not yet. He invites thee to let the bot light flow forth. And he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee. Waiteth until the end, Stephen! With game day's favorite light logger and the slogan of his kingdom... Oh, dilly dilly! Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, I guess that's us. Somebody didn't play the bump. That's all right. John Bedell, former Flyer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. 85-72, Dayton a winner. Uh, they get off the schneid after uh, a loss Sunday at Tulsa, 72, or against Tulsa uh, on a neutral floor. You can jump on the show with us a, a handful of ways. You can tweet me at jbedellwhio. Uh, you can uh, call us up at 457-1290, or you can join us at the Bud Light Mike, and it's – I know him! It's Santa. Santa! I knew it. Santa's a Flyers fan. Santa, I hope you stuffed coal in the stocking of every VCU fan this year. They deserve it. Well, I, there's a lot of people who are going to get some coal, but you know, <laughs> that, 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 the list is long and distinguished. Uh, actually, I came up on behalf of Tom, who had to go down to uh, Cincinnati, and I okay. promised him I'd come up to the mic today. So, in his stead. Uh, I, I kind of missed, what was the technical on Obi all about? 
I think it was a taunt is what they got him on. A taunt? Wow. That's kind of how I – I mean, it was a little – It was it was tick attack. Yeah, they it was, let it was go. pretty cheap. I it wasn't it. quite two T's on Keith Dambrot in the closing five seconds of a win, a loss at Penn State. But – uh, egregious, but yeah, it was a little sort of eh, really. He donked, yeah. he donked and stood there and just looked down, and they uh, interpreted that as a taunt, I guess. Interpreted. Well, all I know is I've seen Coach a few times where he doesn't agree with the calls. I mean, he has laser beams shooting out of his eyes. I mean, he can give you a and, little. Anthony like, gets yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here we are, you know, towards the end of the non-conference season. Um, I mean, I think the team is looking fairly good, and uh, I think. Uh, starting to see some signs that that uh, maybe Frankie is going to start be able to pull a little more weight, and I think Dwayne's coming on. So I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, do you think we're still number six in the A10? You think we can do better than that? I think I've, I, I, I thought think for a few weeks now. Since yeah. I thought since the Bahamas, let's put it that way. I thought since the Bahamas, Jerry, this is no worse than a number four team in this A10. Yeah, I mean, come on, they got to be able to compete in this A-10. Yeah, there, there, there's been, I mean, you know, some teams are looking, uh, Rhode Island looked impressive last last. Yeah, Sunday. they had a nice win. Yeah, they did. You know, and, yep. and I, we've shown that we can play with some people, and uh, I think tonight we showed that we got some grit. And, and, you know, I think Anthony's really developed as a coach as well. I think it's starting to come together. Yeah, really the only, the only team that really kind of, I don't want to say scares because they're not, you know, world beaters. St. Louis is really talented, and they got a chance. If they can get Florida State coming up here, I think it's later this week or next week, on a neutral site, St. Louis has, has got the last chance <laughs> to build an at-large resume of anybody in the conference, which would help the league because it doesn't give me joy that this is a hot garbage A-10 this year because right. right. it's bad for the league. It's, it's bad for Dayton. It's bad for the league. Um, but they got a chance to build an at-large. Other than St. Louis, who sure. really scares you in this yeah. league? Right, right. Yeah, it's you know St. Joe's, Davidson, VCU, Dayton, tough games. Brody, but kind of jump tough games, top, but, but not not un, not unwinnable games. Yeah, and it's yeah. almost Christmas, and we got a team in LaSalle that hasn't won a game yet. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So, so, so yeah. well, anyhow, also it was great to recognize B. Rob today tonight. Yeah. Man, he was yeah, he a great nice player and a, a really class act, and and uh, you know so anyhow, go Flyers, and uh, one more game, and then we're off to the new year. That's right. Thank go. you, Jerry. Merry Christmas. Yeah, go Flyers, Jerry. And go America. Hat tip, Adam. Hey, it's Leslie from Ideal Travel. Hi, John. Hi, Keith. Happy to be back sponsoring the show a little later than usual this season. Um, but that's because the schedule is such that our first package to follow the Flyers isn't going to be until March. We have a trip to Pittsburgh to follow the Flyers against Duquesne the 9th and 10th of March. Lodging at Doubletree Hotel, game ticket, motor coach transportation, and it includes the breakfast buffet on Sunday morning. Price per person, $249, based on double occupancy. If you are on my email list, you already know a little bit about the Atlantic 10 tournament, but if you are going to be listening in Radio Land on Saturday after the game, I will give you all the details on that, or you can follow us on Facebook if you are a friend of Ideal Travel Flyer Fanatics. Great to be back on the show, you guys. Go Flyers. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun trip to go down to Pittsburgh to see them yeah, uh, at the Palumbo Center or sometimes the, uh, what do they call it, PPG Paints Arena. I think it's at the con or at uh, it's at the Palumbo this year. But, anyways, a nice trip to Pittsburgh to go see uh, Keith Dambrot and his Dukes uh, take on the Flyers in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, we talked about this in the Bud Light postgame show, Keith, but, uh, and Jerry kind of alluded to it with the schedule. But, boy, this, things really do lighten up for this team mm -hmm. because, you know, you, what convinced me is an offshoot to Jerry's question about can this team do better than six in the A-10. 
is while they have had tremendous missed opportunities against, you know, uh, Virginia, although I won't kill them for the Cavaliers' loss. That's a really good right. team. But yeah. Virginia, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Auburn, Tulsa, is that they've kept all of those, with the exception of maybe Oklahoma, close. And if they can compete against top ten and some top three of those teams, top 25, you're going to tell me they can't be able to compete against teams like Rhodey and Davidson and St. Joe's. And now it's <laughs> tough to go to LaSalle, you know, the Tom Gola Bingo Hall and Pool Gymnasium where they got 25 people or the raucous high school-like atmosphere at the Richmond Rams arena. Uh, but that's what, that's what shows me encouragement, that while these are missed opportunities uh, to out of left field build right. an at-large resume, that gives me confidence that they will be able to compete against, in particular, this year's eight. Yeah, I think when you look at it as a whole, they are missed opportunities. But in the same aspect, so, so we're competing with teams – but we haven't really been able to close out a close game somewhere where it's really coming down to the stretch and it's a one-possession, two-possession game. Um, and that's the type of progress that we're, that we're on to now is being able to close out those close games against really good teams. And we can't fall into the trap of playing to the level of the competition. Right, or which is easy. Sometimes. Very easy. And, and even easier in the A-10 on the road where you fall to the trap of playing at the level of competition because, like you mentioned, you're playing in an empty arena or right. you're playing in a gym slash pool like we, they do at LaSalle. And, um, you know, we probably f- were a victim of that a little bit this weekend because um, there were a ton of people there for Rhode Island, West Virginia, and that it all oh, but God. emptied out. We had, you know, we had a small wedge of Dayton fl- uh, fans, but other than that, the arena was pretty open and empty, and it cooled off and, and – you could des- definitely notice it a little bit. So, um, you know, it feels more of like a scrimmage game type of atmosphere than it does a tournament game type of atmosphere, which, uh, you know, kind of hurts the adrenal- uh, adrenaline flow a little bit as, as far as players go. So, um, but, yeah, you know, it, and the next step is we keep talking about progress. We keep talking about learning good. And, and I'm as guilty as everybody, and I am you know, don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that everybody that's a Dayton Flyers fan saw the success early. Um, you know, after the Butler win, and then you complete you compete with Virginia, and all of a sudden we think, well, you know, maybe we're better than we thought. Maybe we're right. better than we were going to give ourselves credit for, and we changed our expectations. And you and I talked about that a little bit, being able to it's, it's okay to change expectations a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things, we're not any further ahead or behind than we thought we would be at this point in the year anyways. And it's, while it is a little bit disappointing because we were encouraged by some of the early play and the early success or results um coupled with losses to teams that were a combined 41 and 6 i think you know we're playing good competition we're playing along with them it's good but at the same time we got to keep 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 with the program trust the process as they say in philly all that yeah that's right (laughs) well you talk about the schedule how it's my how it's turned after uh, including tonight from tonight on uh, coming into tonight, Dayton's last seven opponents were a combined 55 and 17 with an average Ken Palm rating of 71.2. Now, the next six, including Western Michigan, they're combined now tonight 32 and 32, uh, or 31 and 33 combined record with a Ken Palm average rating of 199. So things are changing here in terms of the difficulty of the schedule. It's letting up a little bit, and you'd like to hope that they would bring the same intensity they brought the last seven against, in some cases, two top ten, three right. top 25 programs uh, against the these next, you know, uh, seven or these next six here, which is Western Michigan, 
Presbyterian, Georgia Southern. Now after those three, after tonight, you start getting into A-10 play. That's Richmond, GW, UMass before you go to uh, the Richmond Rams place on uh, Wednesday on the 16th. So A-10 plays around the corner here, Keith, and you yeah. like to think, like I said. Now, the flip side of that is this A-10 is an opportunity for the Dayton Flyers, but with as bad as the bottom of the A-10 is, LaSalle and others, the landmines will oh, punish yeah. you even more so. You best not step on one of those landmines in conference play because they will punish you in the metrics and all yeah. that stuff way more than that would have in years past. Yeah, absolutely. This and is not the 2013-14 A-10 walking through that door. No, and, and I don't think we have uh, a resume that is going to be drawing the eyes of anybody on the NCAA no, selection committee or anything point. like that. So while while landmines definitely hurt us, we got to make sure that we're doing taking care of our business and, right. and holding up our end of the bargain as far as being – one of the higher-level teams in the A-10 and making sure that we're performing and, and not dropping games, not dropping games that we should win, right? right. We, should, we need to follow through and win all those games that we should win, and hopefully we get, you know, every, every other one of those tough games that we are picked not to win. Yeah, and in a nutshell, that's really my 30,000-foot view is, is this team really, when you get down to it here at 6-5, and five, is it really anywhere different than you thought it would be? No, and I think I, I think right now you're just you're playing out this conference season. You're you're trying to get experience. You're trying to get guys right, and then by the end of the season, you're playing for a bye through the first round of the A10 tournament, and hoping for a good draw, depending upon how everything else shakes out. And then you know maybe you're hoping for lightning to strike, and you you go on a wild streak and you win the A10 tournament, yep. and and that's how you're going to get an NCAA draw. Other than that, you know I think we're trying to make improvements off of last year, gain experience, and, and you know, build momentum for this young Anthony Grant program as far as he's developing the program and the style that he wants and the players that he wants. And, you know, we got a good crop of uh, kids coming in, yes. both that are sitting out and freshmen that are coming in as well. So, you know, there's, there's a bright future to look forward to. At that point, we can start talking about more than just missed opportunities, but where we should be as a team and games that we should win versus games that we shouldn't. And the, and the expectations are going to raise a bit. Yep. You can uh, join us here at the uh, Bud Light Mike if you're here at Flanagan's. We're going to do that right now. Jeff and Dayton, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, you, know, you posed the question. I, I'm pretty much in the Keith camp here. Uh, when I looked at the schedule, you know, before the season started, you know, I, I thought, yeah, we can maybe beat Tulsa on a neutral court. We might sneak up on Mich Mississippi State at home. You know, so maybe those two games. But I also thought, you know, we can come home from Bahamas 0-3 pretty easily. Um, so, you know, we're I think we're right in where we are. And – and uh, you know, and that's since we lost Matos, you know, we're we're down a guy. We were going to have at yeah. best nine scholarship players, and we've only ever played with eight. And now we have three freshmen coming off the bench. So I don't I don't see that we lost to we didn't lose to any team that was less talented than us. I mean, every other team, every yeah. team we've lost to has been more talented. They've been deeper. You know, even Tulsa was bringing four and five guys off the bench. So you know, that's I don't you know I think we're in, in where we are, but maybe we're also in that that temple zone where, you know, they used, you know, with Cheney, they just, they would play anybody anywhere and they really only went eight or nine deep, I mean, or seven or eight deep, but they did play a lot of zone. But come conference season, you know, they ran through the conference. Uh, so yeah. they were always competitive. And unless we, like, uh, uh, say, you know, catch lightning and win 14 games in the conference, you know, if we, if we only win 10 or 11 conference games and, a couple of losses are Fordham and LaSalle. It's not going to matter because at that point we are we're you know tournament or bust, eight ten tournament or bust to get in the in. So, you know, 
yeah, we we probably will lay an egg or two, but uh, you'll you know, have that. If we but we get you know if we get hot for for four days in Brooklyn, you know that's that's a different story. You know if we get hot all season and you know and go into the tournament the number one seed, then you know we might have 23 you know 22 23 wins going into the tournament, and you know as long as those losses weren't to those bottom feeders, then you know that might get us some attention it might not get us into the ncaa but it will get us attention yeah i don't think it's going to get us anything more than attention at this point with with the opportunities that we had that we've that we yeah. missed at this point but again uh, you know i think you're right we built us we built a non-conference schedule that is challenging that's difficult that's going to prepare us for a conference schedule right so you know the idea is about play some games that you should win play some games that are going to be really tough challenges that we're going to learn and grow from and while it stinks to say that because you want to go out and win games um you got to take the lessons from those opportunities as well and apply them to the conference season and and go on a run and as i mentioned sunday you know flyer feedback is not a horseshoes and hand grenades post-game show it's a college basketball post-game show yeah. so close doesn't cut it uh, <laughs> but uh, this team is is two wins, and I, I look at in particular, Keith, the one you were at in person, Tulsa, mm-hmm. and the one uh, that we were all at in person, Mississippi State, uh, that those are the two that really kind of stick in my craw a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, this team is those two games away from being eight and three, and I really thought after the Bahamas, had they split Mississippi State and Auburn, they would have had that large resume. But mm-hmm. here we are, they don't, and at this point, it's been a tough pill to swallow since Sunday for a lot of Flyer fans to realize at this point, if you're looking at NCAA tournament, uh, it's auto bid or bust. But let's be honest, I at least thought, as much as I despise the NIT, uh, I thought this was an NIT team coming into this year. And it's a rare year in my book where the NIT for this team would mark progress. Dayton winner, 85-72. John Bedell, former Flyer, Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A chance to meet the 2019 Reds will present itself in mid-January. Wet weather conditions are likely for the second half of your work week. And President Trump announces on Twitter via a video that the U.S. has defeated ISIS and will withdraw troops from Syria. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Ben Morgan, WHIO Continuing News. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowern and the WHIO Air Scouts. Thanks, Charlie. Not much change since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh, severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO. When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV. This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that, along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach. And I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously. 1290 Now, go 
gardening advice from Garden Talk's very own Mark Weber. It's mid to late December, and the season to prepare your plants for winter is upon us. If you've got hydrangeas that bloom on second-year wood, if you've got roses that are grafted or budded at the roots, it's the season to get them mulched. Now, this process is fairly simple, but it's also very critical, and this is how you do it. First of all, you want to mix up about 50% soil with 50% wood chips, mix them up into a wheelbarrow, and then apply those to the hydrangeas or the roses and apply it at the base of the plant. Pile it up about 12 to 18 inches high, creating kind of a cone shape. And by doing so, this will provide the necessary insulation to protect the flower buds of the hydrangea and more so the stem tissue of the roses. If you do so, you'll protect these plants from the perils of winter and end up with much better blooms, color for the seasons to come. This has been a Garden Talk Minute. This evening, we do stay dry. It'll be somewhat chilly, but temperatures are still above average, falling back through the 40s. Tonight, we only dip to a low near 40 degrees. To give you some perspective, our typical high this time of year should be at 40 degrees, so we're certainly above average for an overnight low. By tomorrow morning, we may see a few sprinkles moving in, but showers will be on and off throughout the day on Thursday. Highs for the afternoon push to the upper 40s. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. H-I-O. Hey, Flyer fans, for the last time tonight, welcome into Flanagan's Pub, best bar in town, and certainly the best Irish pub in history of ever. John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton uh, Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here after an 85-72 Dayton Flyers win. Anthony Grant and company get to 6-5. and five. Keith, and they're in the middle of a busy stretch here where they got uh, three games in seven days. They will have played uh, Sunday, tonight, Wednesday, and Saturday by the time this week is over, so they look ahead to... Presbyterian coming in here before uh, Saturday night. And then after that, Keith, boy, it's 8-10 plays right around the corner because you go Presbyterian, Georgia Southern, and we only got two games left in the non-con. And then you're playing uh, the Richmond Spiders come January 6th at UD Arena. Yeah, it, it kind of came up on us pretty quick there. And, uh, it did. It escalated quickly. You know, I guess it's a good thing, too, that, that you know, we're done with finals, so we're out of school. And even though we're playing three games in seven days or six days, uh, they're able to get a little bit more rest in between, right? They're not have to, having to mentally strain themselves, get up, go to class or anything like that. So they're able to relax a little bit more, get you know, focus on treatments, get their bodies right, and, and then be prepared for these games. And, you know, like uh, Coach Grant said after the game, it, they're not teams that you can just overlook. We're not going to walk into the to the gym and just beat these guys. We're going to have to put forth some type of effort, and they're going through scouting, watching film, going over their plays and everything, making sure they're they're prepared so they can come out and uh, and do what we need to do on our home court to protect it. After this 13-point win, Dayton now leads the all-time series between these two teams, two games to none. The Flyers won the only meeting. It's been a minute uh, since UD played Western Michigan. They play MAC teams quite often, but – First time in a while the Flyers and Broncos have matched up. The last time they met was February 12, 1972 at UD Arena. Dayton won 85-80. And we're going to hop in the Wayback Machine and tell you that Donald Smith led the Flyers that night with 23 points in that game. Back in 1972 as uh, Western Michigan came into the arena for the first time since then tonight. 
it's but, good research by your guys. Right, thank you. I pre- that's that's uh, that's my game notes. That I like to say it was the WHIO uh, radio stats department. It was me. All you there uh, you last go. night typing away in the, on the computer, uh, uh, working hard over my game notes, Keith. Appreciate you going I, I try to be above informed. and beyond for hey, for the flyer. That's fans. what I'm here for. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, and a good bounce back win because, like I said, it, it was everybody was my God, were people on the edge of the cliff on Sunday at five and five. Uh, so get the six and five and a chance to get to. You know, let's say, I mean, no disrespect to Presbyterian or Georgia Southern. And that, I think that Georgia Southern game is going to be really tough. That, that's a good Georgia Southern team, Keith. But uh, you got a really good shot to get to 8-5 and five, uh, by the time conference play uh, comes around. And, and considering the, 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 the lot they drew, particularly with getting into the winner's bracket in the Bahamas, uh, not, a, not, a too, not a terribly hateful finish to the non-conference if they can get they can get to eight and ten or eight and five by the time they get to eight ten play. Yeah, I think if you look at if if you were to map out what we were going to do in the non conference schedule before the season started, and you know, give me some reasonable expectations. I don't think you'd be looking bad at eight and five right now, considering where we were last year and what we're working with. And you know, the other thing we kind of forget too is Jerry Matos' injury. You know that that hurts yeah, more than yeah. more than you initially think, just based on the number of guys that we have. You know, so we're down to eight guys. Frankie's one of them. Frankie's is obviously uh, struggling a little bit adjusting yeah. to the college game. You can just see him out there thinking, and he's a step slow. And that's not to say that he can't, can't and won't develop. But you know, essentially, right now we're playing with seven guys, and that makes it difficult. Anytime someone gets into foul trouble, we're we're really really thin. And um, you know, I, I again, I, I hate to keep harping on it. I hate to keep saying it, but we're showing progress. We're headed in the right direction. We just need to make sure that we don't suffer any more stepbacks uh, or setbacks, and, and then, you know, gain some momentum going into the A10 season and go in there and play like uh, play like people picked us to finish sixth, and we're offended by it, and go into every game and and just yeah, and, and put it to them. So, well, and, and the encouraging thing for me too, Keith, is they've made it to this point of the season without a bad loss, right? Right. You don't. I mean, you don't have any bad losses. You've got one win in Butler that possibly is a is a yeah, good win you where you weren't safe. where you weren't picked to win so it's not like we have any great wins we don't have any bad losses we've just we've done what we're kind of supposed to right uh let me ask you this jordan davis um what do you make of his his offensive struggles keith what's What's been going on with Jordan lately on the floor? What do you see? That's not that, you know, not that I have any insider info, but but what I you know he has a very kind of quiet personality. Um, yeah. He talks on defense. What he you know calls out his screens and and takes care of his responsibilities to the team in that aspect. But he's he's a very kind of introverted kid, um, very quiet, and I think that's kind of coming through, right? It, and he struggles missing shots. You don't see him get really angry. Uh, you never see him get high. You never see him get low. He's always been kind of right even. And, you know, just fundamentally, I think uh, his shot's flattened out for whatever reason. He doesn't yeah. get a lot of arc on the ball. And if you watch him in practice when he is getting the ball up and he's getting arc on the ball, I mean, he's just he'll, – he'll make three after three after three after three if he's getting it up. But for whatever reason in the games – you see him and he's, I don't know if he's leaning back or whatever, but his shot is flat and he's catching a lot of rim and the shots that he is missing, they don't even look all that great. So, um, you know, he's, he's a really, really athletic kid, but he's at times almost become a liability on defense too. So, um, you know, someone that needs to needs to face the adversity and, and find a way to battle through it. Yep. Well, Flyers battle through it tonight. 
after uh, jumping out to a big lead. Western Michigan kind of close in the second frame, but they pulled a win to win, pulled away to win 85-72. So that's going to do it for us tonight, Flyers fans. Our next game is Saturday at 2, so we'll see you on the air with the expanded Bud Light pregame show at 1. Larry and Bucky have the call from UD Arena at 2 Saturday afternoon. We will see you on the radio Saturday, Flyers fans. Until then, from our Hall of Fame partner, Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying Merry Christmas, Flyers fans. Thanks for listening. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.